Howdy, crew. Me and Big Jugs here. Big Jugs, how you doing? Good, Brown Dog. How are you? Going well, mate. Looking forward to this episode. Looking forward to rolling through some uh, interesting segments. Um, going with uh, a bit of an Olympic quiz, um, as well as the uh, World Cup team that we've both prepared and see how we uh, line up with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a cracking episode to kick us off. A couple of, uh, I suppose, topics that are fresh in everyone's mind at the moment, and hopefully yep. we can cause a bit of controversy in some of our answers too. Before we move on to that, uh, I think it's important that we, uh, since la- launching our socials just recently, um, it's important we touch base on the marathon that we're running. Big Jugs, what's the plan there? Yeah, so kicking off our training program, we're probably, oh, we're four weeks in, I think. We're, uh, we started at 40 kilometres for the week and we've gone up by five kilometres each week. So we ticked over 50 kilometres last week. and. For anyone that knows me, knows that that's a long way for me to be running. Uh, Brown Dog and I have done a couple of runs together this week, and it's awfully hard to keep up with him, but we're plugging away. Last week, we completed a half marathon each. Um, How was your half marathon, Brownie? It was okay. Uh, We did a 15 the week before, and I thought there wasn't too much difference. Um, For me, it's not so much the lungs that burn, it's sort of the, the joints and the strength in the legs give way so if we could swap if we could build a superhuman with your <laughs> legs and my lungs we'd go all right i reckon what are you saying about my lungs mate you're a bit slow <laughs> <laughs> but i like you got a couple of tree trunks to carry me around you are lucky more importantly we are running the marathon for a charity called cystic fibrosis um which is up on our socials at the moment in our bio on our cam and jord page um, I suppose a little bit of a rundown around that uh, disease. Um, I've actually got a cousin of mine who's unfortunately affected by that. Um, so I do know uh, sort of firsthand what that disease can sort of do to someone's life, not just their health, but their, their social and their men- social and mental, uh, mental health. Um, so the cystic fibrosis life expectancy is actually only 44 years of age. Mm. Uh, it, it affects uh, the cells that pr- sort of produce mucus, sweat, uh, the uh, digestive juices and they uh, plug the tubes, ducts and passageways in the body. Um, symptoms are sort of heavy coughing, uh, consistent lung infections and sort of inability to gain weight. So it's uh, definitely a, <clears throat> a disease that none of us want to have and something that we're obviously grateful for, for when we're healthy, but um, we're going to be running for this charity. So if you can donate to that, that would be awesome. Yeah. And, Encourage everyone out there to spread the word. We've done a little bit of work for them secondhand, sort of a few other guys have done some work for them. We've just chipped in, but it's good to, to do this for them this time where we can actually try and spread the word, spread some awareness and hopefully raise a bit of coin along the way. Yeah, it's a good point, Big Jugs. Um, if you can't sort of um, support financially, I know um, times are hard right now. It'd be awesome if we could get some support socially. Uh, spreading the word, uh, sharing some stuff on socials would be awesome. Awesome. Very good. All right. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about the socials that you started up for us, Brown? Yeah, I can talk about that. So uh, obviously for those that are <clears throat> involved in our lives at the moment, know that 
Cam and I, uh, with Josh Layla, have just started up uh, My Peak, my pre-elite athlete creation. Um, and on the back of that, Cam and I are sort of trying to drive a little bit of traffic there um, through some of our own socials. So we're going to be doing the podcast. Um, we're also going to be um, focusing heavily on um, a holistic uh, life. And uh, we're going to be sort of driving that through the six um, key health areas that we've sort of um, decided um, that they're probably the most important things that we want to focus on. Um, Cam, do you want to give us a rundown what those are? Yeah, so, gee, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> We've got physical, out. social, mental, uh, spiritual, emotional, and our last one, sort of the one that we've added in, which is business. So, mm, absolutely. Um, obviously, that ties in with our business, but also like that lifestyle, having a healthy work-life relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be sort of trying to post some stuff up on there that replicates what we're doing, things that we want to really try and prioritise in our life. We'll have our gratefuls in the morning, some great things we experienced in the afternoon, um, and we'll sort of try and stay as present as we can on there to help motivate, inspire, and entertain some people along the way. Um, hopefully setting us setting ourselves up down the track for maybe some some business or life coaching, see how things go. Awesome. All right. You want to get into the fun stuff? Yeah, let's jump into our first segment. Big jugs, you've All come right. up with this one, so you can introduce it. Yeah, so very exciting time of the year. Oh, not even the year. It only happens every four years. So mm. very exciting time at the moment to have the athletics well, not the athletics, the Olympics on mm. our TVs at the moment. So we've sort of come up with a few questions. We've got eight questions that we'll answer, and then um, we've got two mystery questions that we've written down for each other that have a answer, where the other ones are all very uh, subjective in terms of what you like or what you don't like. So we'll rattle off some questions. Hopefully we've got some different answers and we can... Um, talk through why we think each answer is the correct answer. Pumped. Let's do it. All right. I'll kick us off with the first one. Beauty. What are the three best sports to watch in the Olympics? Tough question. Like, what a tough <laughs> one to start. Like, is it though? I think it's a no-brainer. No, I disagree because there's so many sports <laughs> on there that I love to watch, but... Like because I get to watch them outside of the Olympics. Mm. No, that is a good mean, point. Does it mean that I don't include them in what are the best three sports to watch in the Olympics? Because you don't well, get that's them. the question. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is what I've gone with. I think an absolute no-brainer. And if you don't have it, I'll be filthy. It's athletics. Yeah. You've got athletics. to have athletics. Well, athletics is actually number three for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't order them. I didn't order them. Oh, uh, I didn't prep up. No, athletics is an absolute no-brainer. What it like multiple events, watching like just absolute athletic specimens go about their business. Great to watch. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I, I think love that. Uh, the athletics holds the best event too. I think the hundred-meter sprint captures the most people. Um, it's always my favorite event to watch. Absolutely. All right, number two. Now, don't think you'll have this one. For me, it's something that I loved watching when I was young uh, and have continued to love to watch purely because I would be way too frightened to do it and don't even have anywhere near the skill level to execute it. I've got 10-metre platform dive. 
Oh, it's made the top three. That's massive. That oh, I, love, cool. I love and it. You I haven't love just it. said diving. You've nailed it to the 10-meter platform. Yeah, because like three meter, like I'd be happy to give that a go. Five meter, I've jumped off that at Jamboree, like no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 meters, like that's high. Like that is proper high. Actually, went to a uh, cricket carnival. You probably would have gone to one of these big jugs. Remember when they did the orange carnivals? Orange, I was going to say, this is an orange. Yeah, I was at the same carnival, I reckon. So you go you go to the local pools and they've got the five-meter, mm. ten-meter platform dive, right? Yeah. So I've gone, yeah, yeah, like that's easy. No dramas, I can get that done. Went up to the five and absolutely shit myself. Had to be pushed off basically to complete the jump and then mm. was like absolutely shivering at the thought to do 10 meters. So ever since then... Knowing people like do handstands and backflips from 10 meters in the air, I'm like, that is a proper skill. And you've got to add the fact that they're doing gymnastics involved in that too. Precision of timing, like hitting the water with no splash. Like, oh, what a sport. <laughs> no splash. <laughs> All right, that is good. My number two, well, I'll, <clears throat> we've already given my number three being athletics. Mm. So my number one is swimming. Mm. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's most influenced by the fact that it's Australia's best sport and pretty mm. much the only sport that you can watch and know Australia have a good chance at winning a medal, let alone mm. a gold medal. Um, and it's always in the first week of the Olympics too, so it always is on mm. the screen straight away. So that's my number one. See, now this is where swimming would have been my third one if I included included the fact that it's my favourite like, sport for the Olympic times. But I've just gone with best three sports to watch, which meant that I, have to, I had to put golf at number three because I love watching the golf. Well, <clears throat> I'll ask you the question again. What are the three best sports to watch in the Olympics? Mm, I just can't go past golf. Why? If golf's on and the swimming's on, I'm watching the golf. Mm. In the Olympics? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so enough. It is, it is a good so sport. Sw swimming's four for me. My third one, which is actually ranked two, is track cycling. Yeah, that is brilliant. See, that's In the, the velodrome. Yeah. I love when it's one-on-one -on -one and they start up high and they like play a bit of a cat and mouse cat and, and mouse. then one one person takes off and then it's on. That is, that is higher quality entertainment, that. Yeah. Um, or um, the mm. four by four, I think it's teams of four, and you start on opposite sides of the track and you sprint for like 10 laps or whatever and they're coming around. Oh, <laughs> that is. And you only see that at the Olympics anyway. Like whenever That's you watch. True. So you don't, I think. You don't. Yeah, I think I'm, that's I'm, in there. That's number two. I'm, I'm really happy with your answers. I thought they were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, right. I'll prep us up. Number two, what sport should be relegated and what sport should take its place? <laughs> that is a great question, Round Dog. Thank you. Um, I didn't have to think for very long for what should be relegated. The only part I had to think of is the answer I wrote down. I don't really classify it as a sport. So it was, it was hard to fit the category. But I would be relegating. I can't say it. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't <laughs> it's got to go. It. 
it has to go. It. A couple of reasons. First of all, you can't, and we'll get to this later on. He's done it. It can't be in the Olympics if the biggest achievement in your sport isn't winning a gold medal. So if you're yeah, a youngster that. and you want to play soccer, first of all, I've got questions for you. But second of all, you're not your dreams to win the World Cup. Your dreams not to win the Olympic gold. No one cares about the Olympic gold. They don't. Teams don't even send their best players because they don't care. So shouldn't be there. Second of all, the sport just there's no structure. Blokes just jump on the ground. How do they still get away with it? Like, surely the ref just has, like, or coaches and players have had enough. And, like, they encourage this behaviour, let alone, you know, put a, put a full stop behind it and say, that's not good enough. So, quite frankly, I've read it on there, but it's got to go. All right, but, big jokes. If you ask well, you, me if you I disagree. give your one and then we'll, we'll replace them. Yeah, if you ask me if I disagree with you, the answer is no, but there's no yeah. way I would I would say soccer. I don't have the guts to say it. So I've gone with the sport that I thought if there was like if I would rather catch fire than do this sport, what would it be? And you know what I chose? Marathon swimming. Like who the hell would want to swim 42.195 Ks? No, that it's not ridiculous. that far. It's not that far. A marathon swim, nah, it's not. I'm positive. I can guarantee you. I think it's. Right. I think it's only twenty kilometers. Look it up. I think it's only twenty kilometers. I'm sure it's not a full marathon, equivalent to a run. See what Doctor Google's got for you. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up, big jokes. And you know oh. what? It says it says ten k's. That's it's easy. Not even twenty. That's easy. It is, oh, you know it is in the open water, so it's like non-stop. You don't swim no. to the end, push off like it's... Now I think I should just boot it because it's weak. 10Ks, <laughs> marathon. You can't call a marathon swim 10Ks. Okay, so now I'm on the fence. Either I'm going to jump on your bandwagon because soccer sucks. No, or no, I'm just going to... with your answer. I didn't think or, about that. Or I'm going to keep marathon swim just because they call it marathon and it's 10Ks. <laughs> That's so weak. Yeah, marathon swim it is. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Weak, I'd love be... to see you have a crack at it, though. I think yeah, I would but... drown if I tried to swim that far. Why are they calling it marathon swim <laughs> when it's a 10K? What should it be called? The 10K swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you going to replace it with? Now. I've got a cracker. Is... Yeah, you probably do have a cracker. This is what... I would love to see at the Olympics. I think this would be one of the most watched sports, most looked forward to events. Oh, okay, mine wouldn't be. So you must because, have something pretty outrageous. This is new aged. I've gone with a mixed team. You I've got spike ball, don't you? No, I've gone with a mixed netball comp. Oh, I don't think that would be the most watched. <laughs> oh, it would be, brother. Male and female, same team for Olympic gold. Absolutely. Yeah, right. What other sport do you have male and female competing on the same team? Mm. Is there an athletics one where they run together? Don't think so, brother. Mm. Or right, what have you got? I've got 
squash. Yeah. What a cracking <laughs> sport. It's got to be there. You've I already got tennis and there. table tennis. We don't need another racquetball sport. <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't think of that. But it's it's the superior <laughs> racquetball sport. Right. I'd love you to tell Ash Barty that tennis isn't superior to squash. <laughs> well, I could find her in a couple of days. She's gone. Yeah, she's back home. Back home. Yeah. I think it's a cracking sport. I love playing it myself. Not that we play it very often or very well, but mm. I think I think an Olympic sport because you don't see it played. So the Olympics would give it the exposure. Like, like you can get rid of tennis. Like tennis is like, okay, yeah, like you said. Up. But I know it's like you said. Like if your pinnacle in the sport isn't winning the gold, it shouldn't yeah. be in the Olympics. So like again. People don't start tennis to, to win yeah. a goal. They start to win majors. That's right. Get rid of it and bring in squash. Okay. I think we're on to it there. All right, All right next one. Three. How many gold medals will Australia win mm. this Olympics? Yeah, good question. And I've got no theory, but I've gone with 14. <laughs> oh, I've got 13. Oh, the I was going to say the exact same thing. I've got no theory at all. I haven't counted or done any sort of form at all. But all right, I've got... so are we placing a bet? All right. The bet is we have to play a comp hole with one club, choice of the other person. Choice of the winner of the bet chooses for the yeah. loser. So, if, so I if, I win, if I win... All right, you go. If I win, I can make you play. It can't be a putter, though. No, no, no. It has to be something with loft. <laughs> I've seen you hit a lob wedge with no loft, brother. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, I like that bet. That's a good one. All right, lock and it in. Is it um, par three, par four, par five? Anything you want. So it could be driver, par three. Oh, I th- see, that's where you're superior. That is <laughs> good thinking. You can't be on the superior. All right. What do we got? Oh, best all-time Olympian. No-brainer. Yeah. See, mine's boring. And it's a no-brainer. Michael Phelps. Yeah. yeah. He's the best ever. 28 medals, brother. Is it 28 yeah. gold he, or just 28 medals? Did he win that many? I thought it was like 23. Ah, 28, brother. Yeah. You know what? No, I used to... When I first started watching, I thought he was an Aussie because he just kept... He was on the screens the whole time. Oh, and I realized that it's not an Aussie, it's just the best ever. Mm. He is the best ever. All right, favorite oh, he's the better one. Yeah. yeah, my one isn't an Aussie. No, mine, mine either. How could it be when this bloke's in the Olympics? <laughs> could be the same guy, it has to be he's the same cool. bloke, especially because you've prepped up the 100 meter sprint at the start. <laughs> if it's yeah. not Usain Bolt, yeah, we weren't born in this generation. Yeah, he's. Just the best ever. How good is he? And you know what? He bowls 135s too. Yeah, yes, he does. He's a good cricketer. What did he play in? Did he play? What did he play in? He, he played, played in, a, in a proper no, game of professional cricket. He did. He did. Caribbean. He wouldn't have played in the Caribbean League, surely. He played, I think it might have been. He played <laughs> in a proper professional cricket team. Or... No, no, he, yeah. it was soccer, soccer, soccer. He went and played a professional game of soccer. Yeah. Soccer. 
I'm sure he played cricket too, though. Well, he did. He, he, he told everyone he bowls 135. So if you bowl 135 and you run about the same speed, you're the best. You're my favourite Olympian of all time. But if you bowl 135 in the West Indies, it's probably medium pace. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. No brainer. Favourite all-time Olympic moment. Here we go. This would be a good answer from you, Big Judds. Mine's, mine's not a no-brainer at all. I found this question quite hard. Mine's not a no-brainer at all either, but I'm looking forward to hearing yours. Mine's something a bit different. I don't think anyone would have the same answer as me. I've mine's gone, a bit different. Mine's a bit different. Steve Hooker winning gold medal in pole vault. Pole vault. And you know, what is it with the Aussies in getting the yips? Him and Adam Scott, after like <laughs> the pinnacle of their careers, couldn't make a three-foot putt and couldn't jump over... Offense. Yeah. Do you remember when he won? Mm. And then afterwards he had a decision, or not really a decision, a choice to go again and break the world record, and he broke the world record. <laughs> no one yeah. knew who he was. What a big boy? dog. He's gone, yeah, yeah, I've won. I'm just going to go for the record now, boss. Yeah, that's impressive, actually. Um, all right. What do you, you want to hear mine? All right, I've yes, got one that I uh, – Again, like I obviously like the athletic side of things. So mine's athletics. Uh, mine is also an Aussie. Um, what I loved, my all-time favourite Olympic moment was when Sally Pearson won yeah. gold in the hurdles. It wasn't actually gold. It was silver. It was gold, brother. Trust me. Nah, it was her first. Nah, it was silver. Brother, go back and have a look. <laughs> Do the form, brother. I'm going to Google right. this. I promise you, in the 2012 London Olympics, not only did you want to make win, a little wager, yeah, same same wager. Was this her? Are you talking about the first time we saw her? No, I'm talking about the 2012 London Olympics, where she won not only the gold medal but broke the world record and ran 12.37 seconds. All right, we'll move on to the next question. <laughs> no, you look up this question right oh, now. <laughs> yeah, she has won a gold medal. Oh, actually, but we were thinking of two different moments. That's what it was. I was Doesn't thinking matter. of the first time when, remember that interview post-race? Yeah, yeah. But, brother, That's we weren't asking about that. All-time favourite. Why would my all-time yeah. favourite be when she came second? Because that's what I first thought. That was because better. what was what honestly what was so good about that moment too. When they finished, she didn't know she won. Mm, so I like they remember. were waiting waiting for the times to go up, mm. and like the pure like joy and like relief that came over her face was like I loved it. What a good moment. Yeah. No, that is good. That is good. I can't believe I uh, thought of the time she didn't even win gold. <laughs> All right. Next question. Overrated versus underrated sports at the Olympics. Now, remember, mm. at the Olympics is the yep, key yep. question. Absolutely. That, that, that leads me on to you and I might have got maybe a similar answer, maybe not. Am I going first? Yeah. All right. My overrated sport at the Olympics, purely because going off what you said before, if the pinnacle of your sport is not a gold medal, shouldn't be there. Basketball is so mm. overrated. Like, yeah. <laughs> cracking sport though. Great sport, excellent sport. But if you're not playing in the NBA, don't hype up about it because you're no good. <laughs> like, this is the thing that you said. Like, we don't send the best players out to play in the Olympics. You know what I mean? You think yeah, LeBron James? You know what? Come, you think LeBron James is coming to get a gold medal? He's not, brother. 
He's not. You know what sums it up? When they did send their best team, they called it the dream team. Not America. They called it the dream team. It should be the American team. So it's a piss take for them. Yeah. So that's my most overrated sport in the Olympics. I'm I'm on the exact same theory. And I've written down two sports that are in my top five favorite sports of all time. Mm. And one of them is in my top two. Oh, it's not golf. I've written down tennis and golf. <laughs> I don't even watch them. If it's not a major, if it's not the Australian Open for tennis or the Masters or the Open, I'm not watching. Mm. Actually, that's, that's a lie too because I do watch other tournaments, but not in the Olympics. So I can't get on that. Like I understand tennis, but like golf, brother, like it's golf. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but who gives like we can't all play off scratch, brother. Some of us are still trying to learn the game from the world's best. All right. (laughs) Most underrated sport. This is a cracker. This is one of my most favorite answers that I've written down today. My my underrated sport is oh. I hope that I had two answers. You hope that one. I went with one and I hope you've got the other. And I think you might, by the way, you're pumping up. I've gone with water polo. Oh, no, that's not even. I've got that for later. Next answer. How how hard is water polo? (laughs) You're giving away a clue for the next question, actually. Not only have you got to tread water, which, by the way, is difficult. Like, that is proper hard. (laughs) You've got to, like, catch a wet ball, accelerate out of the water, hit the back of the net. Like, what a sport. Like, yeah, so entertaining. So that is my most underrated sport. Well, my underrated sport is actually one of your top three favourite sports to watch. Mm. It's diving. Yeah. Well done, big jugs. I don't have to go into it because you, <laughs> you took us on a good ride earlier. I did, didn't I? Well, right, this next must- question mm-hmm. is already been a bit of a giveaway. It is... The hardest versus the easiest sport at the Olympics. Yeah, beautiful. And like because I wrote water polo for underrated, I didn't want to go with water polo for hardest. So I went with something else. Meow. Um, <laughs> and I've actually got two. I've actually got two. So for hardest, Super. I've got well I've got I've got archery and shooting. Like the fine focus that you would have to develop to be able to achieve what they're trying to achieve is proper hard. Like, I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I've gone water polo. Mm, beautiful <laughs> answer. Imagine I would drown after 10 seconds. So and they try and drown each other too. So what was your second answer for underrated if you thought you were hoping I'd go for that? My second answer was handball. Yeah, what a great sport. What a great sport. That it is, is such a, a good sport. Yeah. I used to play that for PE in high school. I know. How Why doesn't Australia it? have a good team? I know, because all we did was play that in PE. Yeah. Great sport. It's like though. the better version of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. All right. Easiest sport. I want to hear your answer first. I've got <laughs> Again, I wouldn't really call this a sport. <laughs> I've gone rhythmic gymnastics. That is not easy. How do you say that? That is Mate, so they easy. grab a hula hoop or a bloody foam, what do they call it? Those balls, those <clears throat> whatever they're made of. That and is they do so a forward difficult. roll 
throw the ball up in the air, catch you in the air, go. <laughs> that is actually proper funny, but I have to disagree. I think that's really hard. I reckon I could do it. All right. Well, you can we'll give us a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Easiest sport for me: baseball. Oh. You're telling me it's hard. Have you tried to hit a baseball before? I'm not in the team to hit, brother. I'm in the team to catch balls in the outfield and throw it into um, catch-up. You think I'm dropping one with a mitt? No chance. (laughs) No chance am I dropping one with a mitt, which leads me perfectly into the next question. If I had four years to train, what could I win gold in? And I didn't go with what I'd win gold in, but what team would I make? And I've gone with baseball. I would be there. I could one year. Give me one year and I'm there, I reckon. Like. If I just bunt, get on first base, catch balls in the outfield and launch it in, like, I'm a whip it across the turf. Yeah, look, I might as well give up cricket and try and win gold for the baseball. Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> My answer is badminton. You reckon you could get gold for badminton? Yeah, I reckon, it, I reckon I'd be a good player. Yeah, I've you got... are a good player. Got a bit of background, not in badminton, but in similar tennis. sports. Tennis. Table That's tennis. About it. <laughs> oh, you played a bit of table tennis. You're better yeah, than Leeds. Imagine trying to lead. imagine trying to win gold in table tennis. Mm, I reckon I mean ranks would be me, you, Lids. So one mm. of us three could at least win a medal. Mm. Mm, don't know. Oh, all right, let's go with Oh, we've got our questions. Yeah, this is going to be good. All right. Who's going to read the first one? You or me? You go first because I've got a couple of backups in case we've written the same question. All right. All right. All right. All right. First question I'll give you is give me the age of the youngest ever gold medalist. Oh, oh, that's a good question. So, ever. Ever. 13. Did I get it? You've done it. So, it's 13. What's, let me guess what sport. Hang on, hang on. I will give you that. It's 13 years, 268 days. So, well done, oh, Big Jugs. Great guess. It's a deep 13. The deep 13. Um, do, you, do you have the sport? Let me guess. I do. I do have the sport. It would either be gymnastics would be up there mm. or diving would be up there. I'm going to go gymnastics. Mm. Should have gone with your second answer, Big Jugs. It's the three-meter springboard diving <sighs> by yeah. Mar- Marjorie Gestring, her name is. I don't know That's how to That's not a 13-year-old. That is not a 13-year-old's name. <laughs> She's not 13 now, brother. And this was in the Berlin Olympics in 1936. Yeah, right. Well, I've got right. Neil. I've got the biggest. Awesome. I'll go, I'll go with my one more and then you give me your two. All right. Done deal. All right. Okay. What is the longest held Olympic record? Oh, that's a good question. So what's the answer? No, not what's the answer, but is it, am I giving you a sport? 
No, give me the years. The years oh, or the, the months years. or the weeks that it's been held for. 100? Mm, I'm going to lower that, actually. Just because your reaction. <laughs> now, I've got to be smart because it has to be divided by four because the Olympics every four years. So if I say... No, no, it doesn't matter. They still they still count the years in between the Olympics, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I say like 63, that's wrong because that's not divisible, divisible by four. So I'm no. going to say... Oh, this is where you're wrong. But it has to be. Does it? What year are we in, Big Jugs? Yeah, but COVID, brother. Yeah. I'm going to so. say 76 years. Mm, incorrect. But I like your guess. It's actually 53 years and currently is still held. Right. How's so it obviously... 52? Well, it would have been 52 last year, but obviously the uh, Olympics is in 2021. So it's oh, that's years. poor guessing. So I should have added... You should have. I thought you about the right added. thing and you did. failed. So Dude, let me give you a rundown. What, what record is it? Long jump. Oh. Long jump. 8.9 metres. 8.9 metres by Bob Beerman in 1968 at the Mexico City Olympics. Still yeah, held to this day. Must have been running downwind. Must have been running downwind, uh, downhill as well. All right. <laughs> One nil. That was awesome. You got 13. That's impressive. Yeah. But that was, that's quite like a small, like, sample, like, small guessing sample. Mm. Yeah, right. you know it's going to be from, like, 12 to 15. Yeah. My first question for you. How many different sports has Australia won gold in at the Olympics altogether? Oh, wow. All right. So how many sports are there? 50? Don't know. <laughs> I think it's between uh, 40 and 50. Yeah. And it's just the mainstream sports. So you know how hosts get to add a couple of sports each year? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, do I have to get it bang on? Because that's like one out of fifty. Or can you give me like a three, three each way? Give me like, give me a three each way. Or Mate, give me two each way. We bet on the nose. There's no each way bets going on here. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'll give you one each way. So oh. if it's a hundred, I'll give you ninety nine and a hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not hundred. I'll give you that quick. I know how the system works. Different mm. sports. All right, I'm gonna lock in. Twenty-two. Oh, <laughs> incorrect. Very close. What is it? Nineteen. Oh, I was going to say nineteen. No. Nineteen was the first thing that came to my head, and I was like, "No, nah, I reckon it's a bit more." And I was like, "I'll go with 22. How many little add-on? How many medals in total? So, like, medals sport? or gold medals? Just so that one was gold. There's 19 different sports with one goal. How many yeah. sports have we won at a medal? Oh, geez. I'm going to say 34. No, 26. Okay. There you go. All right. So I've got a couple of other questions down here because I was afraid we were going to double we might up. Double up. Mm. Give so us your best. I'm going to go with this question because I think it's a good question. How many sports 
very similar question. Have the United States oh. never won a medal in? Oh, what a question. Again, just mainstream sports. You're giving me one each way? See, I see what you're trying to do there. You're trying to entice a little clue out of me. <laughs> and I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to budge for it either. So the question is, how many sports have America not won a medal in? Mm. And you didn't want to give me the each way bet, so I'm going with zero. Oh, come on. Come on, mate. You got wrong. <laughs> wrong. What, what is it? Have a real guess. All right. Well, if we won, if, if we had 26 sports, they're definitely more than us. And I reckon there's between 40 and 50. I'm going to go with 30. Oh, how many have they not won in? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Lord's number seven. Oh, I wish I gave you one each way. Five. Eight. Five. They've never won a medal in badminton, which I think I can win gold in. <laughs> Handball. Table tennis, which is very understandable. Rhythmic gymnastics, which I think is the easiest sport. And trampoline. How good's trampoline? That that was going to be in there as one of my underrated. That's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I was going to put it as overrated, but I don't think anyone rates it. (laughs) I do. All right, great questions, Big Jugs. Hopefully some of the uh, listeners could answer some of those questions. Um. That was really. Oh, I think that wraps us up for the Olympic segment. We should move on to our next segment, which uh, we're both pretty keen to delve into. Mm. We'll try and keep this one a little bit shorter than our last. We've prepped this one up. We've had some conversations about it to other members as well. So uh, we're going to try and pick our World Cup team for the upcoming uh, T20 World Cup. Big drugs. Woo! <laughs> this is very... <clears throat> Very good topic, I reckon. We could talk about this for a long time, so we're going to have Great to. Topic. We're going to have to keep it as Short brief. Sweet. Yeah, that's a good way to say. It. Well done. That's what why they we, pay? So, <laughs> we get paid the same amount, brother. <laughs> so we're going to. Um, we're going to go. You've got a twelfth man. <laughs> I don't have a twelfth man because <laughs> the twelfth man. I mean, I can cut the oranges up and run the cordials if you want. I've got a twelfth man because. Not the big this bash, mate. My... We don't have a sub in after 10 overs. This is just my best 12. All right. All right. Okay. I've got big, I've got big dog Finchy, captain, opening the batting. Mm. Good start. Me too. Finchy. Oh, bang, bang. I was tempted to leave him out because he oh. can't hit it off the square at the moment, the poor fella. But I think his leadership qualities plus... The question would be, if you were to leave him out, who would you replace him with? And I yeah. think it would be someone that's already in the team. And then who you replace them with wouldn't be superior. Like, I would rather have Finch plus one of the guys batting five and six rather than have mm-hmm. one of those guys batting or opening oh. and then someone else batting five and six. Yeah. So that's oh. the way I've looked at it. Yeah, the way I look at it is, he, yeah, sometimes he goes through these rough patches, but when you get he, when you get him at his best, he's a match winner. Um, he can win us the game in the first, you know, six to eight overs if he bats well. So, like I think he said, he's still like, ranked like in the top three T20 batters in the world, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So for me, he just has to be there. Um, I've got Warner. Yeah, I don't want him <laughs> at all. Like absolute stinker. 
But Maybe. Serious player. We've missed him. I think there was – what was the stat they spat out on the coverage the other to, the other night? When he like, plays. Yeah, we haven't won a game in so many years that he hasn't been playing. Whatever, uh, Not years, so many games. It was something ridiculous. We do miss him up top. He's um, sort of evolved as a player too. Now he's not just a yeah. um, slogger. He can actually, if need to be, um, control an innings pretty well too. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I think, no, Brandon, like you said, our win percentage with him is much higher um, than it is without him. So, at three, I've got the Bice, Big Bison, Mitchie Bison. I don't. Yeah, look, I think uh, for me, um, he suits the order that I've got, in my opinion, to have him at three. I think he can play either role that we that we want him to here. If we lose an early wicket and we want to continue to attack in the power play, I think he can do that. Uh, if we don't lose a wicket until after the power play, I think he can come in, um, still rotate the strike well and find the boundaries with five men um, on the fence too. So... Uh, moving into who I would have at four, I just think he suits a bit later in the inning. So that's why I've got Marsh at three. Okay. So it sounds like we've got a similar three and four. So mm. I've got Marsh at four and I've got mm. Smith at three. Yeah. But yeah. if we do lose, I would have both of them padded up. They're ready to go. They've had throwdowns out the back. They're mm. both ready to go. Mm. If we lose a wicket, in the power play or in the first five overs, I'm going to send in the bison. Okay. But if it's in the last over of the power play and beyond, I'm going to send out smudger. I want smudge to be batting outside the power play for a couple of reasons. One, he access accesses um, unusual parts of the ground that normally yeah. fielders yeah. aren't. Absolutely. Um, plays spin arguably better than anyone in world cricket. Um, and I need him to be facing as many balls as he can in order to be dominant and valuable at the back end of the innings. I don't – I think it would be harsh if I was to say I don't think he can do it, but I don't think he can do it as well if he's coming in with only seven overs to go and you're expecting him to strike at 160. I think he mm. needs to be in there knocking them around, still hitting random shots that are outside off stump and taking them behind square for four, but he needs to be in there earlier. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, I, I see like what you're saying is you don't want him coming in um, sort of later in the innings and having to almost accelerate from ball one. Mm. Um, I just think that batting four, there's not too many times, I would say, if you look percentage-wise, where four isn't in before the 10th over. Mm. So I think there's still plenty of time for him to do what he has to do. Um, and I just think that having him to sort of work with the middle order, the gears that he that he has, um, I think that, yeah, him him being four for me is where I'm going to – where I want him. It is very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard you... one. So there's 60 balls to go after 10 overs, right? Halfway through yeah. an innings. Yeah. There's 60 balls. Say there's 30 balls each. Yes. How effective is Smith going to be in the back half of an innings if he's facing 30 balls? 
It's a good question. Uh, if the answer you're looking for is maybe not as effective as others, I can't give you that answer because I've seen Smith. Like you look at you look at last summer here, he scored two or three hundreds in a row off sixty balls back end of the mm, inning. Like sixty-seven balls exactly both times. Like he like is he going to do that consistently? I don't know, but he can do it. So um, I think that he just offers so much versatility at four. Where I think at three. More often than not, you're in in the first, let's say, six to eight. Well, let's just say you, you're usually in before eight overs. Um, yeah. And in those first eight overs, I don't think that Smith is as valuable as he as he would between overs eight and 15. And I think that's mm. where I want him to come in majority of the time. Well, that's where I want him. That's I want him six to 15. Mm. And do you think him batting three is, is going to be there six to 15? Well, like I what? said, if you lose, if Finch goes early, yeah. you're sending out Bison. Yeah, so you're just hedging your bets, brother. You're just going, they can both add up, I'll tell you when they go in. Yeah, I told you, mate. They both had their throwdowns at the back. Yeah, Probably, Zampa's probably given them a couple of throwdowns. They're both ready to go. Mm. Oh, mate, is Langer our coach or does Ricky Ponting take the T20 boys? All right, you're thinking outside the box. I like it. I'm happy with that. So I've got Finch. Finch, Warner, Marsh, Smith. You've got Finch, Warner, Smith, Marsh. Yeah. And five? Five and six, I've got Maxi, the big show, Glenn Maxwell, yep. and Marcus Stoinis. Yep, yep, absolutely. I've got the exact same. No-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. The Melbourne Stars duo, two of our best short-form batters in the country, in my opinion. All-rounders, two of the best all-rounders in the country. They mm, both field yeah, well. They both field well. They both bowl well. They bat unbelievably. So they're, they're our match winners. And I think having them in that five or six position, um, it's a super important position in T20s, being able to finish off the innings or chase down the innings, regardless of how big or how small the total is. I'd, I'd back those guys to get it done. Exactly. And so before we spoke about Finch opening, if he wasn't my opener, I would have Stoinis. Mm. And a lot of people out there don't think he can be effective at six. And, you know, three or four years ago, I would have agreed. But I think we saw in the IPL last season in particular that he's evolved as a player. He can now come in at the back mm. end and not have to absorb to, to pounce. And I think he's um, revolutionised his game into being able to go out there and ball one pretty much just muscle balls wherever he wants. Now, I know that you and I have a different keeper because you've got a love affair <laughs> with Matt Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Alex Kerry. And yeah, skipper. And skipper you, now. Yeah, I've got him down as VC in my team. Oh, he's got the VC label. I didn't think about my VC. I've got Matt Wade. I think it's, well, he's batting seven. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully he's not required to do much. But if he is required, whoever it is, basically, that's going to be required to come in, not going to have long to get going. I think, let alone keeper, if you have to pick any batter um, besides Glenn Maxwell, I think Matt Wade would be my second choice in Australian cricket to come in and try and hit boundaries from ball one. Okay. Um, he's been often on the back end of um, failure from the team. He's never had a solid role in a team. 
And that's like not even going back to state cricket. He bats in different positions in state cricket too, in Big Bash and Shield mm. cricket for Tassie. It's um, a tough gig, Big Jugs. It's a tough gig. It is a tough gig, Brownie, as you've told me a few times. Um, Look after me, bro. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> All right. so I think now, Matt Wade yeah. deserves a chance where uh, Skipper Finch says, mate, World Cup's coming up. You're going to bat seven. Go prep up. And I think he's our best fit. Okay, nice. I, I don't I don't mind that at all. The reason I've gone with Kerry is I think he's our best keeper. Um, I think uh, that, like you said, hopefully Wade wouldn't have to do too much at seven. I think, you know, hopefully as well, Kerry's not doing too much at seven, which means who's my best keeper? I'm picking him also with the tournament now being in Dubai. Is that right, Big Jugs? Yeah, I think so. It was in yeah. – it was originally Australia, then went to India. Now it's in Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. Probably end up in Norway or something. <laughs> yeah, I just think being in Dubai, um, you're going to utilise your sweeps a lot. Um, and I think <laughs> I think that Kerry does that really well. And from ball one, often he'll come in and reverse sweep from ball one. You don't agree? I do agree. But actually, we saw last series in the West Indies, he didn't sweep and he kept trying to flick and getting caught and bowl. Tacky wickets um, in the uh, in the West Indies, mate. Oh, is that what you found? <laughs> Holds in the wicket a bit longer, much harder to sweep. Um, oh. So I'm going, oh, yeah, I've locked in carry for me. Yeah. All right, All right. No, eight, eight to 12. My headphones are dying, Big Jugs. We're going to have to roll along a little bit quicker here. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to keep talking about <laughs> Matt Wade. Yeah, sticky. Eight to 12, mate. 11 players in a team. Mm, I've got a 12. Eight to 11. All right, I've, I've got... got uh, you go. Ashton Agar. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Quality He's, player. Uh, what currently, currently ranked inside the top 10, maybe even the top five bowlers in the world. Ranked, is he really? Yeah. Um, wow. So, for me... He's a three-facet he, player too. Absolutely. Offers it in all, format, uh, all facets of the game. So, yeah. I think he's a per- perfect fit for number eight. Power play? Power play um, yeah. bowler too? Yeah. Obviously, offering... Over and uh, around to yeah, left and right-handed. Obviously, offering uh, spin the other way because Zampa just bowls wrong ends. Um, so... <laughs> We've got we've got balls going both ways, which is good. Um, so he's he's the number eight. Yeah, I like that big dog. Similar team so far. Number nine, the greatest oh, man alive. Yeah, I'm saved under his name and your phone. Yeah, Patrick Cummings. What a man! What a great absolute fella. no brainer. First bowler picked. Um, probably First close to picked. like top five batsman picked too. To be fair, he's probably been a bit hard done by batting nine. He's a, he's a very serious player. Again, um, basically a three-facet player. Leadership speaks for itself. Looks speak for itself. He <laughs> is match winner. So dynamic. You don't have to talk and about it. he's from him. the Reef too. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. Number 10. Who have you got at 10? I've got Adam the Crew Cut Zampa. Oh, okay. I've got him batting 11. Mm, I've got Zampson at 10. Um, he's obviously our best spinner, been the most successful spinner for probably what the last five years, five, seven yeah. years. He's been I'm very successful. That, I don't think Swepson's too far behind him now. He's not, but I think Zampa has shown time and time again that he can take huge wickets. Yeah. He always he's got gets a few. Ball. He, 
Yeah. He gets Kane Williamson. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely a he's big He's got a few team. more strings to his bow. He does. So he's my number 10. So who's your 11? I got uh, Joshy Hazelwood. Josh, they got the Hoff. Yeah, oh. got the Hoff. So you're leaving Mitch Stark out of the team. Yeah, so Stark's my 12th man. So like I've said before, if we're playing in the final, this is my final tent. This is who I would play in the final with. But throughout the tournament, you're probably rotating, you know, Starkey, Hazelwood and Camo every couple of games just to keep them fresh. Mm. Um, so Starkey definitely gets a few games. Um, look, I made this team before his recent form. So <laughs> there's definitely arguments to have him in there. It's a flip of a coin, really, but I've gone with Joshy. Yeah, okay. I think Stark is better. <laughs> um, That's fair enough. For this team, he, if you look at this team, you've got a lot of blokes like you've got Paddy. Paddy's best bowl in the world, but Paddy, Stoinis, and Bison all bowl similar on different levels, but similar to Hoff. So if you have Hoff, it's just another one that runs in and bowls similar to those guys where Stark's your difference. Stark can bowl 150 plus. Stark can hit a Yorker. Stark can bowl over, around the wicket, left or right-handers. He probably got – he's almost got like six different plans that he can execute. Um, Whether he does execute all the time is a question I do take into consideration. But Mm. I think his X factor plus – you're always going to get two overs in him in the power play and two overs at death. If you've got Hoff, I don't know where, like Hoff is probably going to have to bowl as many overs up front as he can. And then you're going to have Paddy and you'd probably have to bowl Stoinis at the death. Who are you going to bowl at the death? Of course, you've got Camo to bowl at the death. Stoinis is definitely yeah. a death bowler for me. He's done it time and time again. For me, I've the decision. Yeah, he has. The decision, like he does it a lot for the Melbourne Stars. Decision yeah, for me. Different. Decision for Hazelwood Wade can bowl good. You could bowl Wade. There you go. Yeah, Wade's not in my squad, brother. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The reason I've gone with Joshy is purely for execution's sake. I feel like T20 uh, room for error is so small, and I feel like he would execute the plan nine times out of ten to Stark seven or six or seven, and that's mm-hmm. basically the decision I've gone based off that. How many um, plans got, can Hoff execute, though? If he can execute three plans or two plans at 90%, or I could pick six plans at 60 or 70%, I'm going with three plans at, at 80 or 90%. I do like where you've gone with that. I think it's wrong, though. <laughs> what, yeah, look, I, think, I, don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. I just think we're slightly different in, in, this, in this instinct. Okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll talk forever about that. But I do understand that Stark's very – well, he's not very hit and miss, but his miss is just a long, long way off at times. Look, Stark, Stark will win you games, but he could lose you games too. Joshy, mm. he's yeah. not going to lose you a game. He might not win you as many, but he's not going to lose you. Mm. But we did see uh, in the last year is once the West Indies worked him out, he was very ineffective in mm. T20. West Indies are very good. Remember, you're not bowl, you're not playing you're not playing against the same team four or five days in a row in the World Cup. Big jokes. Yeah, good point. But you're playing against India, England, New Zealand, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. All right. <laughs> like we said, we could talk about that for a long time, and my headphones are dying. So let's wrap her up. 
Um, oh, gratefuls. Let's finish with our gratefuls. Oh, Very yeah. important. Very important way to finish. I'll kick us off. Three. We're doing three gratefuls for the three. podcast. Three gratefuls, mate. All right. I'll go. The first one, what we've been talking about, the first half of the pod, the Olympics. Grateful that you can pretty much flip the TV on at any time and watch the Olympics. Uh, second one is my peak. Grateful for that. Still running or still starting in um, the current times. And the third one was for keeping up with you in our run today, Brownie. Yeah, Not well often done, I can run at your speed. Well, it wasn't your speed. It was my speed still. But it, was I, met, it was met in the middle, definitely. Yeah, it was a bit above what I'm... Even my uh, Strava app post-run told me that was... Faster than your usual speed. <laughs> Good job, big jugs. No, that's awesome. Um, I've got, I've actually got our run down today. Um, it's not too often that I run with someone, you know, close to the ability level. Um, so it was good to run with someone. <laughs> no, any. I'm not even in the same ballpark. <laughs> you are. You are. You're being silly. So it was nice to run with you today, big jugs. I've got that down as a grateful. Um, now, this directly reflects what I shouldn't be doing after run, but tucking into a bit of old gold. I've got that down. <laughs> I've got that down as one of my gratefuls, tucking into the old gold. And then my third is network. So just a little bit of a background on that grateful. Uh, reaching out to some more um, clients for the Summit Series. It's been really good that we've been able to touch base with some other coaches and try and... Um, gain a little bit more traffic through the summit series. Um, so just things that we've mm. obviously done yeah. in the past has given us the connections that we've had. So it's really good to sort of have a, a, a network happening at the moment. So that's, yeah, that's my third one. Yeah. Nice. Good job, Brandon. All right. Should we talk about who bats seven again? No, I don't think we should because I don't think I'll ever agree on Matthew stinking up Wade. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Uh, Wade is very good. He's just not. He's just not my number seven. Yeah, fair play. Well, not fair play, right. but all right. Let's wrap her up. What are we doing next time? Um, I don't know, boss. What are we up to? Mm, we'll have to put a bit of a uh, script together. We'll keep you all posted. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, big jokes. Sign us out. Bye 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 bye. Yeah.